iPhone 14, Apple's next generation, specifically the camera. Our most pro iPhone ever. Maybe a new 48 megapixel camera. Our biggest camera advancement ever. But megapixels don't matter, right? Pixel size over pixel count. But what if Apple can do both? The best iPhones we've ever created. YouTube says 70% of you watching still haven't subscribed. So hit that button and bell so we can build the best community in tech together. According to a popping fresh report from randomly accurate Haitong International securities analyst Jeff Poo, Apple is finally getting ready to ditch their traditional 12 megapixel sensor for a quad major upgrade to 48 megapixels, which actually backs up a previous report from far more reliable supply chain exfiltrator and TF International securities analyst Guoming Chi. Now, there are three really big reasons why Apple would do this, which I'll get to in a minute, but it follows Samsung and virtually every other Android phone maker switching to monstrous megapixel counts a few years ago already, and even equally hesitant Google going all in on 48 megapixel plus sensors with the Pixel 6 series earlier this year. See, with traditional cameras, you have just huge, honking huge lenses that pull in a ton of light but those don't fit on phones that fit in our pockets. Regardless, Samsung, Huawei, and others have been trying to live their best big glass life, strapping the cutest of Borg-like sensors onto the backs of their phones, but they're still nowhere nearly big enough. And their algorithms, the computational photography they use to try to bridge that Z-index gap, they're just still nowhere nearly good enough and so very try-hard at the same time. Google, by contrast, had been sticking with multi-generational hand-me-down sensors backed up first by massive server-side processing and more recently, just ludicrous localized machine learning like HDR+, SuperRes Zoom. But now they've gone all in on more megapixels too. And they can literally magic eraser anything from our memories now this side of Tiger King season two. But Apple though, Apple's just never offered either Samsung's Big Glass or Google's Big Algo, but a really good balance of the two. 12 megapixel sensors with bigger pixel sizes, wider apertures, longer focal lengths, and increasingly useful modes from smart HDR to deep fusion to night mode to macro to Dolby Vision. Basically good glass driven by big compute in real time by the best pound for pound silicon on the planet. And for a long, long time, 12 megapixels was just the really sweet spot for that big compute. Enough data for photos and 4K video, but still light enough to be super easy, barely an inconvenience to round trip through the image signal processor, the ISP, neural engines, and the GPUs for just a ton of stacking, bracketing, analyzing and rendering because that's the bottleneck. Getting all that data through the pipeline in a timely enough fashion, especially when you start getting to 4K30 Dolby Vision in ProRes. So then why even go to 48 megapixels now? Well, easy and obvious answers first, 8K. 12 megapixels is enough for 4K video, but nowhere nearly enough for the four times larger 8K video. Four because it doubles both the vertical and the horizontal resolution. So Going to 48 megapixels on the iPhone 14 means being able to capture 8K video on the iPhone 14, which is what a bunch of bigger glass phones have already been able to do for a while now. And even though Apple hasn't embraced 8K yet on any of their current products, those new ProRes engines on the M1 Pro and M1 Max Apple Silicon can just tear through it. 
and presumably the ones on the A15 Bionic already as well. Never mind what may be just a major, major escalation with the anticipated three nanometer A16 that's coming next. And I mean, of course, there just has to be an Apple TV that supports 8K on the horizon at some point as well. And depending on how Apple plays it, it could also be really, really useful for capturing VR content for the dual 4K displays rumored to be on board the upcoming mixed reality headset as well. Also, 8K sensors typically makes for excellent 4K video as well, thanks to downsampling, which brings us to the next reason, pixel binning. And what that means is taking groups of pixels like two by two, three by three, four by four, and treating them as a single pixel. In this case, taking those groups of two by two, four pixels, and treating them as one. So 48 megapixels becomes 12 megapixels again. It's pretty much the exact same idea as the retina display, but just the other way around. Now, in some cases that can be worse. Like if you were just to cut up the same size sensor into even smaller pixels and then call it a day. That way you do get more smaller pixels, but they capture even less light, less data, because you lose more to the increased number of borders in between. But instead of doing that, you actually take those smaller pixels and make each one ever so slightly bigger again. Then when you bin them back together, you end up capturing even more light, even more data than before, which is pretty much exactly what Wolves Report says Apple is gonna be doing anyway, with a 4X binned pixel size of 2.5 microns, which would be just way, way bigger than the current iPhone 13's already increased pixel size of 1.9 microns. So why bother to pixel bin then and not just keep the sensor at 12 megapixels with 2.5 micron pixels? Well, yes, 8K, but also for photos because the advantage to pixel binning is that you also don't have to do it. You can downsample 8K to 4K, but you can also just shoot 8K. Same way you can pixel bin 48 megapixels down to 12 megapixels, but you can also just shoot 48 megapixels. And for computational photography, you can stack and bracket both, which is just another weapon in the war between detail and noise. Also more megapixels can help in the one giant hole left in Apple's overall camera arsenal. Zoom, the iPhone 13 Pro can do macro. Super close is now covered and it has a 3X punch in thanks to the new effective 77 millimeter telephoto camera. But 3X is still just 3X and even using smart HDR to improve the digital zoom, well, that could only still do so much. It's still digital zoom. But like with Google's new Pixel 6 Pro with 48 megapixels plus, you can do more. You can give the people more or more accurately, you can give the zoom more, maybe. For a real escalation in zoom, Apple would probably have to go to 48 megapixels, not just on the wide angle, but on the telephoto as well. And current reports suggest Apple is really only focusing on it for that main wide angle camera, at least this time around. Now, potential saving grace, Apple has always treated the separate cameras as more of an implementation detail, as just parts of one giant fused camera system that they use according to need and circumstances. So if you hit 3X on the iPhone 13 Pro, you may well get that 77 megapixel f2.8 in bright light, but in low light, you'll almost certainly get the much faster 23 millimeter f1.5 wide angle instead, because it cares way less about which camera it uses and way more about delivering you the best photo it possibly can. So who knows, maybe Apple will be able to whip up some wild 3X telephoto, four to five X wide angle camera fusion with just exactly this type of megapixel enhanced system, because that would just dramatically improve the iPhone camera in some, in total, in whole, again as well. And also be in keeping with Apple's ongoing balance between optical and computational. And 
Hopefully it would happen. They would do it for both the Pro and the Pro Max, not just the Max like the iPhone 12, because choosing the perfect iPhone is already far too tough enough, not like choosing the perfect audiobook, because for that, for basically all your spoken audio, all in one place, all you need is today's sponsor, Audible. I've been using Audible for over a decade, more even. Back then, I'd listen for hours and hours during my daily commute to and from work. Now I listen while working out or going for walks or cooking or cleaning, and I've gotten my whole entire family hooked as well. They all listen together. It's delightful. And right now, I'm all up in primal branding, which is all about giving your work that Apple or Nike meaning. But I'd also recommend Dune, especially if you've only seen the movie and never delved into the novel. There's just so much more there there, and it'll make you love the movie and the upcoming sequel just that much Mentat level more. And this holiday season is the absolute best time to Audible it because you can get 60% off your first three months. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month, a classic, a bestseller, the hottest new release, and it's yours to keep forever. But you also get access to Audible's streaming library, the Plus catalog, including podcasts, originals, and so much more. And you can stream all you want, as much as you want, all for 60% off on your first three months. Just visit audible.com slash Rene Ritchie or text Rene Ritchie to 500-500. That's audible.com slash Rene Ritchie or text Rene Ritchie to 500-500 or just click the button right on the screen. Clicking on that button really helps out the channel and so it is hitting up this playlist for more, just much more on everything that Apple has coming our way in 2022. So hit up that playlist and I'll see you in the next video.